Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is The Curse of Nineveh. It was written by Mike Mason, Mark Latham, Scott Dorward, and Paul Fricker, and it's available from the Chaosium website. I'm the GM, and this is episode 29. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. All right, guys, you've just been uh, reading the newspaper and uh, sitting around and trying to figure out what to do next. What would you like to do? It's still early in the day. So it seems rather coincidence that there should be this ghastly triple murder in the same neighborhood that our new friend, Mr. Montfort, hails from. Uh, given that he's uh, at Charing Cross Hospital, having had much of his innards torn out, I don't suspect that he's responsible for the murder, but I wonder if he is related to it in some way. Uh, when you went to see him, you were not admitted. Um, I wonder if we can come up with an excuse as to why we shouldn't be allowed to talk to the poor fellow, other than, you know, he approached us at the front of the British Museum. Well, a confused state. Is the room guarded? I mean, in a busy hospital, all we have to do is find out what room he's in. We could just walk in casually like we belong there. I mean, unless he's guarded. You could be extended family, cousins, his wife's brother, anything. Well, I mean, it, uh, there's going to be injured people in there that the doctors are paying attention to. They're not going to be paying attention to us as long as we don't go in as a group of all of us. You know, if one or two of us go in, they're not going to question it. If you act like you belong there, the trick yeah. is, is you got to find out what room he's in. We could probably make a simple phone call and find that out. Yes, I'd like to send flowers. What room is he in? Yep. This and is the advantage of being a white man in a, well, means in a civilization that prefers white men of means. No one's likely to ask too many questions. Now, are we going to also go investigate the murders? Well, since they're in his neighborhood, uh, it seems like we might find out what he knows before we go right, right. across the bridge. But yes, I, uh, I think it is not coincidence that Fuller should find that item in the newspaper first thing today. I agree with that. So, um, so I'm going to ask Sykes for the phone and call the hospital and see if I can get a room number. All right. Uh, here you go, sir. Thank you, Sykes, as always. French toast is magnificent today. Of course, sir. Thank you. Uh, Charing Cross Hospital. Dingy ding. Charing Cross Hospital. Uh, good morning. Um, uh, I, uh, I've heard about a, a friend of mine who's been injured and is in hospital, uh, Mr. Uh, Thomas Montfort. I'd like to send him flowers. Uh, what room number is he in? Oh, just a moment. Uh, Mr. Montfort is in room 207. 207. Thank you very kindly. Good day. Like a ninja. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, I think Fuller makes a point that uh, the five of us traipsing in uh, might seem unusual. I think, Jane, you should probably go uh, because um, a lady is always sympathetic. Uh, you know, 
There's another way we could do it if you think we could have any problem. Uh, delivery man's uniform. Walk in with a bunch of flowers. You already called them and told them you were going to bring flowers to the room, send flowers to the room. They got to get there somehow. Yeah, you, you need to dress up like a delivery person. Could have exactly. need the uniform, yeah. just the flowers. I think flowers are in order regardless. It's a pity we can't bring the kitten. What with his being a friend of Mr. Wayne or all. And I don't think there'll be trouble because they would have finished them off already if it, if they wanted, you know. And when you went to the hospital, you know they didn't say, "Oh, it's you know we're not going to be able to save him. His injuries were too grievous." But he's not going to be out. He's not. It, he'll not have been released. I mean, we saw his intestines. I wonder right. if he'll be yeah, conscious. At least a few months. Yes. If the doesn't get yes. Um, so, uh, Jane, uh, I'll go if you'd like company, or unless somebody um, else is eager. I would, I would rather stay back because uh, there, I might get recognized. I am, after all, getting in through a uh, discussion through uh, his, uh, his and uh, his uh, lady friend, as it were. And oh, no. for the, it'd be probably best if I'm not if I'm not seen. And for mm. the record, for the record, uh, we know he's still there because he gave us the room number. Right. He's neither dead nor 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 departed in the other way. Um, uh, all right. So who wants to go with me? If Jane doesn't, I'll go. All right. Um, do you other? Folk feel like uh, heading straight down to Croydon, or shall we um, postpone that? I'd be curious to see if there are any other crimes in Croydon that we hadn't noticed because we didn't. We were looking out for them as well. I wonder if the uh, yeah the Wentworth doesn't keep back newspapers. I think that should be a trip to the library. Well, we can do this however you want, but Couple I would days. I would make the suggestion that we try not to split the party up any more than we have to because we already know that someone's out for the horn and they know we have it and people are dying left and right not us but people well one of us so yes i see your, i take your point i would also case, suggest we, that, i'm just going to say case, I, we do need to, go ahead <laughs> sorry, sorry. In that case, uh, perhaps if we all do go as a group to the hospital, I shall uh, stay outside to keep an eye on things and if any ne'er-do-wells seem to be lurking about. Oh, yes. We can't all walk into the hospital. That would catch people's attention. Yes, I think five people is conspicuous. Um, I, there's probably something like a cafeteria or something in the place, a commissary, so we can park some of us down there. All right, let's I do would, that. I would also suggest that we start packing um gun oh i see i see but to move to someplace else yes <laughs> i don't know what the word would have been <laughs> like reading those uh, american dime store novels again there mr albright you were telling me about those earlier so we'll all just move to tennessee and then if i will bother us no further 
Uh, yes, and you're going to go visit a guy who what happened to him now? Um, right. Well, I have I have got the pistol that um, was it Felix or Cyrus? I think Cyrus gave me a pistol. Yeah, it's um, a um, 1912 Mauser. Yeah, the Germans are very good at certain things, I find. Um, yes. Yeah, so so I, I, you know, I've I've been carrying that. Um, but I, I guess I take your point. We are in uh, we are in danger, and things are only giving more erratic. I wonder how the uh, um, exploration of the tunnel underneath the museum is going. I'd like to know where that leads. That was just last night, wasn't it? That, uh, so, that we found uh, that night before. Night before. Yeah, we. That makes sense. Yeah, right. Right before. And then in the morning, we saw uh, Montfort. We'll and have to we... check on that later. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, should we, uh, is the library on the way to the hospital, or should we go directly there? And um, just, is, yeah. is the chicken <laughs> wagon warm and ready? Um, before we leave, I tell Sykes, Instead of throwing out the old newspapers, if you could just toss them into our room. So we have, after the next couple of weeks, a month's supply of papers there, and we'll dispose of them. As you wish, sir. Thank you. It seems we're always looking for an older newspaper, if we just have them handy. All right. So you're going to the library first? Is that what I understood? The British Library? OK. We're going just to get newspapers, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, we're just looking. We just want to see what's happened at Croydon. I wonder if we can call a newspaper actually, and ask for a Croydon desk or something. I have no idea how that would operate, but it seems like it would be a lot simpler than. I mean, there's not a catalog or anything. We'd just be flipping I'm, through the time. I'm, I'm not sure that they have. Possibly, but I'm not sure that they have somebody to sit on the phone and talk to people and tell them what's in the newspaper. I, and you can read it. <laughs> Re Reginald, why don't you just um, call the clipping service, tell them to look the last three weeks, the last three weeks in, uh, I forgot the name of the town for anything, any murders, strange crimes, and then we'll follow up with them in a day or two. And by that time, hopefully, we. Um, We've investigated the hospital and the the, uh, the crime scene. Croydon. Croydon. Or we could just grab a bunch of newspapers and I'll run them out to the car. Um, how does how what does the idea of a clipping service do for you? Keeper? You tell them that you want any information out of uh, Croydon. Oh, I'm sorry. You you know how it works. Yeah. Um, that's fine. All right. Let's do that. I think it's. I think it's whole trip to the library just to sift through old newspapers seems silly. So it's off to the hospital with us. All right. Um, so you arrive at uh, the Jenny Cross Hospital. And uh, as, uh, who's going? Uh, it was just uh, Cyrus and... I think everybody was going. We're all... They said we were taking my car. Oh, that's we're, right. We're staying outside. They're going yeah. in. I'm staying right. in the car. All right, so you get there, and uh, 
just Reginald then and uh, Cyrus are going inside. Picked up some flowers on the way. All right. Um, there's a nurse behind the desk. Oh yes, can I help you? Uh, good morning. Uh, uh, this is my friend Cyrus. Uh, I'm uh, Mr. Montfort's brother-in-law. I understand he's been admitted into room 207. Oh, yes. Uh, and she sees the flowers in your hand and she says, you, you can go up. The lift is over here. Very good. Thank you. Uh, so we go down the hall, find 207. Is he... She, she probably wants you to sign in. That's, That's fair. That would be standard. That's fair. Um, so in what condition do we find our, um, friend? All right. So you get there and, uh, the room is kind of set up as, uh, I guess what you call intensive care. Um, uh, he was obviously extremely damaged. Uh, he is, uh, wrapped in bandages. Um, uh, and at the moment he seems to be, uh, asleep. Um, breathing heavily, breathing, kind of wheezing as he's breathing. He was cut up pretty bad and probably uh, moaning a little bit in his sleep. What do you want to do? I wonder if they had a morphine drip at that point. Um, evolved. I think just needle. I don't know about the drip. I yeah, I don't know. It would just jab you. Yeah. They've probably um, given him something for the pain. Is he in a ward with others, or is he in a private room? Um, we'll say he's in a private room. He's got enough money. But... Uh, I assume there are guest chairs. Uh, Cyrus, I suggest that we at least give him a half an hour to see if he um, comes to himself, given what he's been through. I don't want to startle him into consciousness. To do a luck roll. Well, if they doped him up, he could be out the whole day. <laughs> well... I rolled a 91, so he may be out all day. <laughs> all right. I, uh, leaving these guys unattained outside, who knows what they can get into. So you're sitting there for a few minutes, and uh, a nurse comes in, and she says, oh, I, I didn't realize you were in here. Of uh, your family? Uh, yes, he's my brother-in-law. Ah, yes. Uh, Mr. Montford. Mr. Montford was seriously injured. We are not quite sure. It's like he was slashed across the abdomen with a knife, a number of knives, maybe, multiple times. Yes, he he's, seemed to be in a state of confusion of some kind as well. Yes, he's been mumbling quite a bit, um, but uh, he's, not, he's not delirious any longer. Um, Has he said anything that we should report to the authorities? Something about who attacked him or anything? Uh, he said nothing so far. Um, Just rambling nonsensically. He's he's been asleep for quite some time. He could wake up. Uh, you know, uh, I see you have some flowers. Should I put those in a vase for you? I'd be very appreciative. Thank you. So Do you think it's foolish to wait? Um, wait as long as you want. You know, she takes the flowers and she leaves. And uh, uh, Cyrus, you do a, a, a luck roll. I was just gonna poke him. Hey, I'm not. Yeah. Well, if you want to do but that, I, I want to wait till the nurse comes back. So she opens her eyes. He opens his eyes. He doesn't ask who the hell we are. So after she comes back with the flowers and leaves, I'm just gonna kind of poke his toe, his foot. Okay. Not brutally, just hey, buddy. All right, hey. then do a do a luck roll with a 
bonus dice. First one is 48, second is 28, so yes. Okay. So you poke his foot and he reacts by wiggling his foot a little and he's like, oh, oh, oh. And he looks up at you and he's like, who are you? We're here to help you. And then I just take a step back and let Reginald. You, you don't look much like a doctor. No, Mr. Montfort, we actually met you yesterday when you were unwell. Um, oh. You were you were looking for a, a Mr. Wayne, oh. yes, who Mr. happens to be a friend of ours. Mr. Wayne, an, an artist. Uh, um, yes, the cats. Yes, yes, yes. He's a very famous artist. Um, you were so badly injured that you were uncertain about your location. You thought you were at Bellevue when you were at the British Museum. But oh. we know Mr. Wayne, and I'd like to take any message you have for him to him. No, no, it's it's something I would I would want to discuss directly with him. You wouldn't understand. You said I was at the British Museum. Indeed, sir. Uh, and you had been terribly injured. Were you attacked on the train? Oh, no. Who or what assaulted you, if you don't mind my asking? I, I, you wouldn't, you wouldn't understand. That's, that's what I need. Well, that's, Mr. Montford, is what you might not anticipate. Uh, Mr. Finley and I, and several of our friends, have seen a great number of things that you wouldn't have expected anyone to believe in the past year. Uh, and that's how we came to know Mr. Wayne, and that's why we're concerned about what it is that might have happened to you. Strange, unearthly things. Trust me. We've seen people. shadow beings that can attack uh, people invisible. Oh, oh. You've, right. you've seen them then. We fought yeah. them. Oh my God. We're and we're prepared to believe anything you tell us. I thought I was losing my mind. Nope. No. We're here to try and put an end to it once and for all, but we need you to come clean. Please. Tell are, us are, you, are, are, are you are you with the police? I don't recognize you. We're not with the no. police. We're a group of independent gentlemen and, and one lady that have uh, uncovered things. Oh, is Miss Lewis okay? Is she, is she all right? Miss Lewis, uh, we spoke to, and she was concerned to hear about your injuries. But um, without doing a spot hidden, you do notice that there is another vase of flowers and a card from Miss Lewis that's there. You didn't really think about it at first, but there it is. Uh, yes, she's well in here in her thoughts. Oh, I hope she doesn't do anything rash. What might she be? prone to do. You, you, would, you wouldn't understand. See, it's, it's all my fault. It's, I, was, I was a detective on the police force, you know. I'm retired. Retired some, some time ago. And I became involved, uh, I, I, my ex-wife now, she uh, told me that I should have a hobby of some sort. I didn't really know what to do after I retired, so I ended up uh, breeding cats just to see if I could get my hand in at it and became a member of the Croydon and Sutton 
Cat Dancers Club, and Mrs. Miss Lewis is the uh, the head the head of the uh, Croydon branch. It's not really a branch; it's Croydon Sutton, but uh, it's, it's a branch now. Uh, well, I'm a lonely man, and I uh, I rather like Miss Lewis. She's a lovely woman, and, uh, but. She has some eccentricities, you see. She's very good friends with Mr. Wayne. I know Mr. Wayne, but uh, she's known Mr. Wayne for many, many years. Collect some of his art. She is, uh, she's working on her, her special breed, the uh, Abyssinian, uh, uh, the London Abyssinian. Uh, She's not having much luck with it. But um, I can't believe that I'm telling you this. You see, I am in a great deal of trouble now. A man in security such as I, we have ways of overlooking a thought. We have all the ways of overcoming security measures. We know how they work. We know how to past them and she wanted it so much and I so very much wanted to please her in the hopes that she would return my affections and so I took it from the museum and I gave it to her. Would this be an opal? Yes, you know the opal, the, the cat's eye opal. I see. Uh, that is in fact uh very grave matter. Um, how did it come to lead to your injuries? Well, she's had it for some time. She has a very strong rival, you understand, Mr. Church of the, uh, the Sutton branch. And he's caused a great deal of difficulties for her in her trying to recognize the Abyssinian breed the, uh, the, the London Abyssinian, and uh, they are quite at odds. They've literally torn apart the, uh, the Croydon Sutton Cat Club. And she believes that he's stolen the, the opal from her. And uh, I went in an attempt, stupid, foolish attempt, to try to break in and retrieve it. And this is the result. Who, who or what actually did it? Was it a shadowy figure? They were shadows. They were shadows, but they okay. were shadows. Ah, I've never seen anything so frightening. Multiple shadows. Two. And they looked like they looked like warriors, but warriors with lion's heads. And and they moved like lightning. They moved through the air. I, it was all I could do to get out of there, and I'm afraid now that she may have done something. What could she do in retaliation? I don't know. I don't know. There know are things going on here that I don't understand at all. That's why I need to talk to Mr. Wayne. Well, we can relay a message, but he's a little out of it. Like I said, there's nothing. There's nothing. To, he wouldn't. I wouldn't know what to ask you. I don't know what to ask him. But so he would understand it better than I. 
I think that he can see things that we don't see. He certainly seems to see things that I don't see. I don't know whether they are things of the world or not. I've, you said you've seen strange things. I've seen some very strange things that I don't understand. I think, Mr. Montford, you're, it's extremely fortunate that you survived that attack. Uh, it sounds truly terrifying. Uh, and this, this happened at Mr. Church's home? Yes. Do you know, can you give us the address? It's, uh... uh we, I write it down, that's fine. It doesn't... Yeah, it gives you the address. We write it down. Uh, why do you think that Ms. Lewis had something to do with those creatures and not Mr. Church? No, no, not... She wouldn't do anything like that. I wanted to get it back for her. She bought one. She loved it so much. How did she know about this opal? I don't know. Perhaps Mr. Wayne told her about it. Perhaps she saw it in the museum, but... It wasn't displayed. And how would Wayne know about it? I don't know. It wasn't that hard to get a hold of. It wasn't on display at the time but I knew exactly what to look for by her description of it. It's said to be a very striking piece. It's very large, you know. I don't, how, how almost, large is it? Almost seven inches across. Good heavens, yes. Um, and you're, you feel certain that it was taken from Ms. Lewis? Yes, she doesn't have it any longer. But you She's, only speculate that Church took it. Church is her biggest rival. Well, and Reginald, if there were lion-headed ghost warriors, it's obvious that he's involved. So yeah, yeah, I think so. I wonder if we need to take uh, the Catman out on a little field trip. Not you, meaning Louis. Yeah, Louis. Uh, I'll be curious to see whether they would permit him to. I think he's paying for his treatment, and so he might be under his own recognizance. Um, well, Mr. Montfort, uh, first of all, I assure you that we, uh, again, there are a few gentlemen and a lady that have been involved in this. You must, you must make sure that she is safe. And we'll do everything we can to ensure Ms. Lewis's safety. Reginald, should we give him the number to the club and in case he recalls anything, he can leave a message? I think that's a capital idea. Sorry. And uh, next time you want to impress a woman, grab a book of poetry and a bottle of red wine. Don't go stealing uh, opals. We all do foolish things. I'll have to pay for my crimes now. That must right. have been why I was going to the museum to own up to my... I, I planned on going to the hospital first, you know. Listen, let's just let sleeping dogs lie. Don't go reporting yourself to anybody. You, you've suffered your wounds. Heal yourself up and go back to your normal life. We're good. We'll take care of this, all right? No to need the to inform the police. No need to inform anybody. You'll just incriminate yourself and get her in trouble because she was in possession of it. You say that you've seen strange things. I can't tell you the danger that you're walking into. We've already had one of our friends perish because of this. We know. Just heal yourself up, 
Get back on your feet, start reading some poetry, and take it slow. Uh, thank you very much for speaking to us. When you, uh, before we go, when you were at Church's home, you saw no sign of church, just these ghostly figures? Yes. Um, I didn't see them at first until they attacked me. Yeah, so well, again, I, I, I think it's remarkable that you survived uh, those circumstances. And uh, I'm glad that you're lucid. And I think if you stay here and under good care, uh, that we'll be able to tell you how things came out in the end. Cyrus? I'm good. You want a little nip before I go? A little whiskey? You're going to give a guy on drugs whiskey. It's <laughs> good for you. It's medicinal. No, thank you. No. Okay. I'll have some. Put to the back of my coat. The nurse comes and says, you can't have that in here. What? <laughs> Yes, and as uh, as we said, if anything should come to mind, or if you simply you know want to check in, uh, we could be reached through the Wentworth Club. Mr. Mr. Wayne might know more. Uh, it's... He might indeed. He's a man of uh, strange and subtle depths. We'll speak to him and uh, send him your regards. Get get some rest. All right, let's jump back out to the car for a moment. Uh, Felix and Fuller and Jane, you're sitting in the car. What are you doing? Smell like a cop. What was that? She heard me. I can assure you, like I'm, not, I'm not of the constabulary. Uh, I still don't trust you. Can okay. I be honest with you, Mr. Matthews? No, women are not honest. Very well, then. We Can I be dishonest with you, history. then? Sure. All right, to be dishonest. As I've told you before, my, I've been involved in amateur investigations. My amateur investigations have become a little bit more professional. It's still not my main profession. However, it's... Something I do to the side to pay the bills, it's The fashion industry has been rather lacking recently and I've uh, incurred many debts. So I have to take jobs where I can find them. And I've taken a few jobs recently and this has come as consequence. So if you're concerned with my inquisitive nature, it, because it's become my job as of recent. Trying to find out. What would you, you like to know? You looking at Cyrus? Who are you looking at? Looking at you. As an investigation, you're investigating me. No, no, I'm not investigating you, nor do I wish to. I'm in this to solve this this business with this curse of Nineveh thing, if you could call it as such. I have no intention of investigating you, sir. Hmm. Your business is your business, and I see that your business is quite important to you, and I do not wish to upset it. We got enough of upsetting things going on as, as of now. You use a lot of extra words. That makes me think that maybe you're trying to cover something up. 
No, I use a lot of extra words because I come from a background that uh, has me talk rather fancy. Mm. Fashion industry, you must talk fancy while you're there to get your point across. Embellish things, that, as it were. As you guys are talking, uh, Fuller gets up and gets out of the car. Starts to walk towards the... He doesn't look like he's walking towards the door of the hospital, but just like a little area next to it where there's some bushes and some like a, a wall. Hmm. What is Mr. Albright up to there? The two of you do spot hiddens. Yeah, he walks over to a bush and a wall. He's going to relieve himself. On the hospital steps. Yeah, possibly. But he's on the hospital steps. Why would uh, he be out in the open? Because it's... Gotta go, gotta go. Did you pass, Felix? No, I failed. Okay. You guys don't see what he's... He seems to be going intently towards something. But you can't see what it is. I'll just roll down the window and say, what are you doing? I, am I even close enough to really? You can you can hear him behind. You're maybe seconds. twenty feet away, so. But you can hear him behind you. Just ignore it. All right. So what are you going to do, Fuller? They seem to just sort of be sunning themselves on the wall. Sorry about that. Problem clicking on the link. Okay. Yeah, I'm just want to see if there's more over there if they're trying to get into the building look at where they're looking are they looking in a specific direction they're just sitting on the wall sunning themselves looking like they're ignoring everything that's going on all bright up to there walk a walk around a little bit over in that area i'm wondering if i can if i can find more okay um, you don't see anymore. Uh, as he starts walking around, you can see that there are a couple of cats lying on the, on the wall next to the steps of the hospital. He seemed to walk cats. towards him, and now he's turned directions and he's walking around, looking at under bushes and. What kind of cats are they? Are they just typical stray cats, a stray tabby cats. and a regular old cats. About this time, uh, Cyrus and Reginald come walking out. And you notice that the cats pay attention to them when they walk out the door. They turn their heads. They don't, they, they still act completely like cats. They look and they watch. They sort of follow uh, Reginald and Cyrus as they walk towards the car. Uh, Fuller is still out. Uh, Are they following me with their eyes? Not really. Well, Jane, Felix, um, the good bad news is that we have a line on the opal. Where's Fuller? Yeah, we're looking at a bunch of cats. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Um, did they do something? I don't know. I was about to go out and have a look myself. Well, um, our friend Montford had the cat's eye opal. He stole it from the museum. 
as a gift for his uh, cat lady, Miss Lewis, from whom it was apparently stolen in turn. And the thing that tore his guts open of things, how would you describe them, Cyrus? Two, he described them as warriors with lion's heads? Yep, lion-headed ghost warriors. Ghost warriors. Um, so yes, uh, cats are not auspicious at the moment. Where, where did he, was he talking to the cats? Was he, oh, I see those. That are they be, looking at us still? No, they're now looking completely different. Was a cat breeder. It's a cat's eye opal. Maybe they can control them. That's, I don't know, whatever. That's, this whole thing is getting me a little crazy too. Idea. Just an idea, just a thought. Cat's eye opal, the eye of the cat. Maybe they can have cats act as some kind of um, a monitor for them or some kind of seer. I wouldn't put anything past discussion lately after seeing what we have. And if they can, we need to avoid cats now, too. This is just... Did I notice those cats watching them intently as they came out? Not intently. More like they they looked at them, they watched them go, and then they went back to being completely indifferent. And there's no other cats around. They're just those, just these yeah. oddball cats. And you assume, I guess, intrinsically, you assume they're strays because why the heck would they just be out here in public? I'm going to go grab one of those cats. Give me one of those cats. Okay. Um, so you're, you're getting out of the car and you're heading towards the cat? Yep. I want to... Describe exactly what you're doing. Well, I'm walking up nicely to the cat so that it doesn't run away. Okay, do a luck roll. Give me your lucky cat. Four. Oh, 54 on 53. Nope. Oh, that was your luck roll. Yep, yep. All right, you get up almost within reaching distance and the cat just suddenly reacts like a stray cat and runs off. The other one goes with them. They dive off the other side of the wall and disappear into the bushes. Hmm. Yep, they're cats. I'll go back to the car. Uh, Did you find Fuller? Fuller's looking under bushes around the corner. Fuller, you're not finding anything. I just go back to the car then. All right. As you're walking back to the car, you see the the, the two cats skittering under the bushes running away. Do they have collars on? No. Stray cat. It is slightly uh, Fuller, and we're going to fill Fuller in, of course, on what we've learned upstairs. Uh, and it's slightly concerning to me that there happen to be two warriors that attacked him and two cats that are outside the hospital. But that city is full of cats, so I'm not going to go mad about that. The question is, uh, he seemed intent on the idea that, that Wayne would know something. And honestly, what he said, 
that Wayne seems to see things that the rest of us don't. I found that rather compelling. He doesn't seem merely mad, but interestingly mad. Especially since Wayne seems to have a phobia about cats now. Right. Quite. And we don't know how it happened that uh, Ms. Lewis ceased to be in possession of the opal and this church fellow got a hold of it. So it's a question for me of whether we visit church, Lewis, or, uh, or Wayne first, but all of them need to be sought and we need to retrieve the opal. Wayne would be closest. You're not sure about the other two who would be closest. All right, we have an address for church, but we don't have an address for Lewis, I don't think, although it, I'm sure it's searchable. Call me crazy, but maybe the cat man will help us find the cat's eye. Actually, you have, well, no, you didn't write down the address of Mrs. Lewis. You know that those letters at the hospital have her address on them. Right, and she's from Croydon. I should have grabbed him when I had the chance. If I'm not mistaken, I've already put my foot in the door with Mrs. Lewis there, with uh, leaving my card. To oh me. yeah, you do know where she is, because she's been there. That's true. Uh, and that went magnificently, I recall. So, um, uh, off to Bedlam once again. Felix, maybe you'll meet you, maybe you'll see your uh, mirror friend. Left on good times. Uh, All right. So you drive on over to Bedlam. Uh, Mr. Lewis is once again out in the garden. I want to definitely look and notice any cats. You don't see there, any cats. Okay. There's probably not any, but I'm just saying is, is I'm, we'll be actively looking for groups of cats now. Okay. So who's going to go out into the garden where Mr. Lewis is sitting? He's not feeding the ducks at the moment. He's just sitting and looking at the pretty flowers. Well, I didn't see him last time, so I'll go out. I'll go with Cyrus. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, anybody else want to come? Don't want to alarm the fellow. Uh, you've gone silent, Felix, although it doesn't say that you're muted. No. Nothing. Yep. Lost the sound. Great. There you are. There you are. Okay. There I am. Yeah. Going into the room. <laughs> Not sure what happened there, but that's okay. So what did you say? Going into the room. I'm oh, gonna so go you're going to go to Wayne's room? I'm going to Wayne's room. Yes. All right. And I'll okay. just enjoy the garden. All right. Um, for cats. I'll stay out front just to see if anybody's uh, coming in looking. looking. So uh, those of you who go out to speak to Mr. Wayne, um, you're going to encounter more or less the same sort of stuff as last time. He's extremely pleasant, um, uh, as long as you're not talking about cats. Um, what would you guys like to say to him? He seems to vaguely remember you. You will be interested to know that we paid a visit to Mr. Uh, Mun 
Montfort and saw that he is doing well and okay. Oh, was he injured? Yes, he was attacked. How very strange. He was looking for you. Yes, you said that the other day. I don't know why. I see that over there. That's a uh, peony. Uh, not not uh, in bloom at the moment, but uh, I imagine it will be very, very lovely when it blooms. Do you know anything about an opal? An opal? Yeah, about seven inches across. You're talking about the Eye of Lamatsu. It's a, it's a large uh, um, opal in the uh, British Museum. It's uh, quite lovely. Uh, was dedicated, I believe, to the goddess Bast in ancient Egypt. Um, not sure where it came from. You know, the funny thing is, is while my friends went up to visit Mr. Monfort, I was out there in the parking lot, and there was a gathering of cats watching the hospital. Of course they were. You know why. They're, they're evil. They're, they're looking. They're, they're controlling us all. He starts looking under the bushes and around the rose bushes. And you don't see any cats, do you? Oh, but I'll tell you a secret. I, I smashed two of them. You smashed them? What do you mean? Got rid of them so they can't take over us. That was a very foolish thing for you to do. Why? They'll know. How? Tell me. I told you, they're not what they appear to be. They're all in communication with one another. They, they can transmit their thoughts. You, you've doomed yourself by doing something like that. I would run. I'd run as far away as you can and hope they never find you. I'm going to go to Hong Kong. Do they not have cats in Hong Kong? I don't know. I've never been there. I would suggest you find a cave somewhere in the mountains and never come back from there. Otherwise, it could be very bad. What else do you know about this opal? Can it control cats? It's, it's, uh, it's just a stone. I don't know anything about that. I told you it was dedicated at one time to the goddess Bast. What do you know about her? I don't. I'm sure you've, you're an educated man. You've read mythologies. You should know all about Bast. The I goddess just, of cats in ancient yeah. Egypt. Just wondering if you knew anything I didn't. Well, the stone is the, the eye of Lamatsu. It's named after her demon form that hunted children in the night, married to the god Pazuzu. Yep. So you know that part. Does Pazuzu hold power over her, or is it the other way around? Yes, you could say that. Pazuzu is her husband. He holds power over here. They hate each other. She always goes the other way. That's why they put small statues of Pazuzu with their children to keep her at bay. Interesting. You should know your mythologies. Yeah, I do. I just like to... Refresh my memory. New set of eyes. Yes, but speaking of mythology, um, Bast is a 
benevolent goddess. Bast is a benevolent goddess for cats because she's behind it all. She's on their side. She cares nothing for humans. Reginald, you got anything? He's looking at flowers. <laughs> yeah, I walk over to him. He's also muted. So how does he seem today? About uh, the same. Right. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Mentioned cats. Right. Um, <clears throat> did he know that Miss Lewis had the opal? Uh, he thinks it is still in the possession of the museum. All right. Well, maybe we can get him off cats and onto opals. Um, I'll walk back with you. These these peonies are uh, going to bloom very beautifully, though. Oh yeah. He, uh, I told him. I thought by telling him I smashed up a couple cats, which I didn't, would make him happy. Now he thinks I'm cursed too. So maybe you should talk to him. Did you say smashed? Yes. Exact words. Because I figured he's afraid of cats. If I was the one that got rid of some cats. Right, the cat smasher. Yeah. You didn't talk about the crows, did you? No, uh, should I? I don't think so. Perhaps we should bring him a kitten. I think he would scream and run away. Actually, ask him if he wants to take a trip, a day trip, maybe one day coming up. Uh, yeah, let's find out about his permissions. All right, and we walk back. Hello again, Mr. Wayne. Pleasure to see you. Uh, I remember you. It's good to see you. Um, it's nice out here in the garden. Quite. And he starts talking about the cosmos and the, and the petunias and the, uh, the stalks and the other kinds of flowers. Um, do you, uh, you enjoy it very much out here? Do you enjoy leaving? Uh, the institution at all? Oh, Do you no, ever go no, out? No, no, no. It's not safe out there. Here, they make sure that there are no cats. I, I don't trust them. I make sure that there's also no cats, but out there, they're yeah. everywhere. It's London's true, full of them. Yes, they're feral and stray. Do the cats never come over the walls here? Yes, of course they do. They come over the walls and they watch me and they spy on me. And when I see them, I hide in my room and make sure that they can't find me. And I think about nursery rhymes so that they don't read what I'm thinking. Well, that's very clever, yes. Um, do you think that the cats have a reason to be angry at you in particular? Because I know, because I've seen it, because I've seen what they're up to. Mm. That's why they don't want people to know. So the cats, uh, you saw it and the cats read your mind and realized that you had their uh, intentions. Is that, is that how they know? Yes, that must be how they know. They've read my mind. I, I must think more. And Mary, Mary had a little lamb. His fleece was white as snow and everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. And yet you draw them so beautifully. Is I that an attempt to appease them in some way? No, no, no. Not anymore, no. Well, we need to go and see Ms. Lewis. You remember Ms. Lewis? Yes, Ms. Lewis, lovely woman. The Cat Fanciers group. 
Yes, she's, well, she's a friend of mine. We're afraid she's in trouble because of the cats, you see. She had the opal. Yes. Did you know that she had the opal? She mentioned it, yes. Do you know how Mr. Church got a hold of it? I, I don't know. You know Mr. I, I, Church? I, I'm not aware that Mr. Church, Mr. Church has the opal. That's what we. That's what Mr. Montford thinks. She doesn't like him very much. He's a, uh, he's uh, another old member of the club, but uh, he doesn't believe that her London Abyssinian is a true breed. But uh, she's been working on it for quite some time. She has all the documentation. She has all the work done. But uh, what's the Abyssinian like then? Mm, it's very much like a, a, a normal Abyssinian without the ticking. Ticking. Yes, ticking. You, you don't know cats. Not, ticking. Not, not to tick, no. It's, it's when the clock? No, no, no. It's when the tips of the fur are a different color than the base of the fur. It's called ticking. The London Abyssinian has light-colored inner fur and dark-colored outer fur. It makes them shimmer when they walk. Um, you are indeed uh, a very learned gentleman regarding these creatures. Do you think there's anything shouldn't, that we, we shouldn't should talk? We shouldn't talk about them. I'm sure they'll hear. Well, I think we're safe in here, in these walls. But you'll leave. You won't be safe unless you get a room and stay here with me. I know that uh, your friend, Mr. Montford, said that he was attacked by shadows. I don't know what you're talking about. Please, I'm 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 becoming very upset. Um, uh, I I I I've had enough for today. Please. Of course, um, we're uh, we're not. Uh, our intention here is not to upset you. Of course, um, I will be extremely cautious of cats when we leave. Yes, yes. Thank you. Do that. And he he gets up and starts to walk back towards the uh, the building. We're going to see Miss Lewis. Is there anything that we should say to her for you? Just tell her hello. She's a very Thank nice you. lady. Well. All right, and he goes back inside. Uh, but while that's going on, Felix. Meanwhile. Uh, and Felix, you've gone in alone? All by myself. Okay. Uh, you've walked in on the pretense, perhaps, of talking to Mirror Man, and um, you get to Wayne's room, it's empty, except for all of those cats that are staring at you, um, rather disconcertingly from every angle of the room. Um, right, I'm going to go over to all of his stuff. I'm just going to start okay. going through his stuff. Well, the first thing that you notice is that his stuff is extremely neat. Everything has its place. Everything is perfectly aligned and all of his little letters are tied up with little ribbons and they're perfectly stacked and uh, I take the whole stack I don't care about his fancy straight neatness I'm going through everything he has okay and I really don't care to put it back fancy or straight all right. and I don't care if he knows I've been there 
I'm going through his stuff to find out what he's all about. I want to know what's going on and where the opal is. Well, one stack of letters in particular is a light lavender shade, and it smells like, what did I say before, roses? It smells right. like it smells like pocket. flowers. Yeah, okay. Um, and you, you are ultimately aware that it will be noticed that his stuff is missing. Yeah. <laughs> you don't care. That's fine. No, no, I'm going through it. All right. Also, I want to check under his mattress to see if there's anything he's slid under there. Nothing. Under his pillow? Nope. Foot of his bed? Anything? It's like everything is where it should be. Okay. So, yeah, was. nothing is, nothing is unneat. Is there any is there any coat hanging on the back of the wall? Any kind of light sweater for cool days by yes. the lake? Yes. In the all wardrobe. of the pockets. I want all his pockets. Okay. There's nothing in them. All right. Time to get the heck out of the room. Once I've been through everything, okay. I've checked and poked, prodded and fondled everything that he owns. Okay. Then I'm gonna leave the room before he gets there. All right. It takes you literally five minutes. And We'll just, for the, for the drama of it, we'll say that as you are walking down the hall, you see him come through a door and then head that way down the hall towards his room. And you can see out the windows, you can see uh, Reginald and, uh, and Cyrus walking back towards uh, the front the of the hospital. Yeah, we're head I'm headed to the car, like okay. straight to the car as beelined as possible without somebody without being so obvious that I just rifled this guy's items. Okay. Um Jane, uh you're out in the front. Uh you've been sort of poking around the front of the hospital uh looking for cats. There are none. Well at some point when I make make a trip back inside to check out the lobby, I'm going to inquire about uh uh Professor Punchin and his uh his, uh, his state of affairs. Um, Mr. Punchin has been moved to another facility um, farther out in the country, uh, someplace that's far quieter and more private than um, this relatively noisy hospital. Um, his nerves, he is, is extremely delicate. Everything seems to upset him. Um, but they've given him security uh, because uh, they know that there was an assassination attempt on his life. There has no has not been one since. Mm -hmm. uh, would it be possible to, to be able to contact him in case if he was if he did? They tell you the facility that he's transferred to. Okay, it's maybe thirty miles from from here. Thank you. Okay, um, you all gather back at the car. Everybody go ahead and get in. Uh, we kind of need to go. Mm. Success then? Yep, success. All right, let's head south toward Croydon. Helga, here we go. Do you want me to drive while you look through your loot? Uh, no, actually, you guys can look through it. All right. I, hand, I hand it back to Reginald. That the whole stack. Isn't that, isn't that, oh my. All right. So you start going through it, and um, 
a, a great deal of it is correspondence from fans and people who like your stuff and well-wishers and so forth. But the purple ones are all from Mrs. Lewis. And the most significant one that you find uh, looks like this. It was given to me after all. Yeah. From Edith Lewis, 47 Hermitage Road, Upper Norwood, Croydon, 14th February, that's Valentine's Day, 1926. My dearest Lewis, I hope this letter finds you in robust health and improved spirits. Your last letter to me had a note of despair that I found deeply distressing. You are stronger and safer than you credit, and I'm sure that the cat you saw on the grounds was perfectly friendly. Even if this is not the case, Mr. Mountford has made wonderful progress on the project we discussed, and I should soon be able to offer you the protection you so desire. Stay, stay strong for both of us, and I promise that your mind will be your own again soon. That dreadful church man is up to his old tricks again. It is bad enough that he refers to my beloved London Abyssinians as mongrels, but he has called for another vote of no confidence in my stewardship of the association. The man is impertinent and power-mad. He will not be happy until all of feline society in Croydon bows down before him. But enough of my complaints. It is so gloomy of me when you have far more pressing issues to worry about. Once I have fully fathomed the mysteries of the eye, I shall visit you again and will release you from your terrible bondage. Always yours, Edith. Well, that's troubling, isn't it? Why do I keep seeing a uh, pattern of uh, upper-class people meddling in things that they don't understand? Because you haven't been amongst the lower class doing the same thing. Mm. I'm sure Felix, you said worse. something and it only, we only got half of a word. Nope, that was all of it. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's nothing else of importance, we could just bind them all up and uh, have Sykes mail them back to the hospital with uh, no return address. Yes, we'll uh, go through it. This is telling, though. Uh, it seems as though um, Edith wasn't merely um, Edith. I shouldn't be so informal. This Ms. Lewis uh, is not an innocent figure in the events that we're discussing. I think that she... Uh, is aware that the opal is powerful and is using it to her own benefit. Well, but, for, but for what? What benefit? I mean, what benefit does a magical opal have to do with cat breeding? I should be remarkably surprised if we find this Mr. Church uh, intact. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't think that he took the opal from her. I don't know how he would have known that she had it. She's experimenting with it, with some intention. She's a cat breather. The opal has possible power from Bast. Maybe she thinks it can help with this new breed, but 
Yeah. And she seems to be genuine in thinking that it could help uh, Mr. Wayne with his cat anxiety by affecting their behavior, controlling their behavior, summoning something, perhaps. What's interesting is, is that she's been clumsily playing around with the gym, the opal, sorry, and the Brotherhood of, of Tranquility hasn't paid her a visit yet. I mean, they seem to know exactly what we had when we had it. You would think that they would have known that she had the gym. They're right about half the time, I would say. Uh, no, if, they're not omnipresent. If we are going to Mr. Church's, we, I mean, <laughs> we're going to need to make a crow stop. I think we might visit Ms. Lewis before we visit Mr. Church. Felix, let that ambulance pass us already. You've I was been blocking we it. Pulled over. I... You keep blocking it. Let, just let it go around. All us. right. Hmm. <laughs> it's gone. Um, yeah, so. Well, you gentlemen were uh, talking with uh, Mr. Wayne and. Uh, dealing with his effects. I uh, took took it upon myself to check out uh, how uh, Professor Punchin was faring, and I found out that he was moved recently under guard to a uh, facility in the country. Might be better for him there. Maybe he'll get some rest, but... Yes, but I'm rather worried because he is not in a uh, centralized location. Does he not still uh, have uh, a well something that that uh, that is being sought after? Yeah, and I think it'll be with him till he dies. So, yeah. if well, let he us hope dies, that's that that case and his death is not anytime soon. Yep, because that puts another piece in someone else's hands. Mm. This is all going to hell in a handbasket. This keeps getting more interesting. My understanding was if he died, it would transfer to somebody else. Correct. But. I mean, what makes us think that it would transfer to somebody in the know? It could transfer to some totally random person. And then we'd have to go out and find that person in a city full of people. I think it wants to be read. It wants to be used, so it's not going to end up halfway around the world. It's going to end up close to somebody who could use it, and who wants to use it now or the enemy. I mean, that's all speculation, but... Speculation is all we got. Again, the question before us is, do we visit immediate question before us? Is do we, do we visit Mr. Church before we Ms. Lewis or the other way around? Miss Lewis first, I think. But if she is in the know and she has power, we might need to use a binding spell on her, like we did with the other spirits. I'd rather go in fully cocked than with our pants down. Yeah, but we could go in there oh, and my. tell her about Monford being attacked by shadows. Um, she used them. She could probably care less. 
I was under assumption she was friends with Montfort. Yes, uh, partnered in, on some level. She describes them as, you know, but, working together. But the, I've, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on his name. The Catman was saying Wayne. that she did not like him, actually. Oh, did, did Wayne say that she wasn't uh, interested in his suit? Pretty sure she said something like that, yeah. What what are we talking about? Didn't didn't Wayne say that she wasn't too too fond of him? She who? Ms. Lewis is not she's reciprocal. Sent, she's no, that's Montford. Mr. Munford is in love with Mrs. Lewis. Right. The, the question. The Mrs. Lewis is sending uh, uh, scented purple letters to uh, to Wayne. Correct. But the gentleman who got cut was also after her affection, but she, didn't really, she right. didn't really want it. So my assumption is she sent him to get the opal, not caring what would happen to him. So if we go and tell her, oh, he's in the hospital, we're giving her the location so she can go and end his life. Well, she sent flowers. As she rushed off as soon as she found out. Mm, all right. Yeah, she doesn't dislike Montford. She might be attached to Mr. Wayne, but she doesn't. She's not trying to hurt Montford. She's trying to hurt Church. I, for some reason, I was under the assumption that she was. All right. The question is whether she hurt Montford accidentally while trying to hurt Church. I think. Right. Okay. I do wonder if uh, how Church is connected. Perhaps. Since churches of high society, there is a connection with uh, Mr. Delgado, too, that we might look into. There is that, uh, yeah, there is Elvis Delgado somewhere he in the mix. He seems to be in, in you know, Mr. Delgado seems to have a hand in things. And if these people are messing around with what is supposed to be a, a dangerous magical artifact, then wouldn't you think that Mr. Delgado would be catching wind of it? Well, as you say, the brother, the brethren didn't either. By the way, we need to be uh, checking in with the museum and seeing what became of that. Because if we, in there, if we could hear sounds of, we'll say, excavation, that must mean that they were awfully close to breaking through. Yes, yeah, so actually, I think their their uh, project was rather far along. Um, Where am I oh. driving to? Croydon. Ah, got it. It's a question of when we get to Croydon, whether you go to, to see Mr. Church or Ms. Lewis first. Right, right. I'd like to see if Mr. Church is still alive, personally. I have my suspicions. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. When, just but, a quick, quick question. Uh, I remember you saying, uh, talking about how he was sliced across his stomach when you were telling us every detail about when you were in and, and when Saul Montford, Montford. And uh, did you say there was several cuts across his, there were several slices across his abdomen to spill his guts out? Yeah, there was at least two of those creatures, he said. Why don't we visit the woman 
see what her story is. I'm sure she has Church's number because they're both in the society. And then call him after we see her. Before, you know, it'll probably just ring, but. Felix, you were saying? Oh. So it was as if a claw. Could it have been a claw that went across them and ripped him open? You know, we saw the injuries at the steps of the museum. Uh, it was it was not uh, it was not one person with a scalpel. It was a nasty, slicing, gashing business. Yeah, it, it definitely could have been. Claws. A clawed. Okay. Just a big claw. <laughs> All right, which is an argument for visiting her first, since we don't think that there are ghost warrior lions in her apartment or flat or house or whatever it is. You know, if she does have the opal, we should probably think about um, how we're going to handle that. With five of us, we could just uh, play the heavy and take it if need be. Well, I mean, it's still in property as well. And she's not going to give it up, so we need to be prepared to play, you know, the heavy and take it. Was it not mentioned that Mr. Church had acquired the apple? Or am I... Well, what we were told was that he had it, but we don't know that. The letter uh, suggests that she was using it for nefarious purposes. Uh, and there wasn't a subsequent letter that said it had been taken. The letter that you read also is from weeks ago. All right, February. But I mean, how would this church fellow have got, you know, he wouldn't, I don't know how he knew she had it or how he would have broken in. Like, I suspect that she still has it, but I'm not sure. I'm rather curious to know how she knows anything about potentially using the thing. Well, Cyrus said that um, even Mr. Wayne knows about its providence and hmm. some idea of its potential. Perhaps as a ritual object. So what do we think? Um, is it uh, Edith Lewis that we visit or Mr. Church? Uh, Edith, first. I don't wanna go to where there's lion-headed ghost warriors without the, the proper- without Growing up. Right. Sorry, right. you're driving to Croydon. Sorry. <laughs> All right, I, I, I'll just say it. Um, Felix, as he's driving the car, and you're you're coming into Croydon. Felix suddenly notices something uh, at the at a street corner, and he puts on the brakes and uh, points out the window at um, a newspaper stand. It's the afternoon edition that's come out, and there is a big headline uh, that says, uh, "Sorry, it says." Uh, Persian terrorists apprehended. 
And I mean, it's like a big freaking headline. I'll jump out of the car, throw the guy a couple pens, grab three newspapers and jump back in the car. All right. That's what you find. Jason. It's or, I'm, or, I'm blind. I need glasses. Sorry. <laughs> oh, here, I'll look at it while I'm sitting here parked. Hey, Persian terrorists apprehended. A large group of subversive foreign terrorists were thwarted in their schemes to steal priceless treasures from the British Museum yesterday by an intrepid security guard during the small hours of the morning. <clears throat> I see whoever wrote this loves long sentences. This group, calling themselves the Children of Tranquility, had for many months been infiltrating the abandoned underground rail station in the vicinity of the museum. They had been excavating a large area directly beneath the museum and were in the final process of breaking into the sub-basement when Mr. Jacob Blanchard, the evening head of security, noticed strange noises coming from the basement. I lay down and placed my ear against the floor and could hear pounding and Araby music. Naturally, I alerted the police, said Mr. Blanchard. The responding police were met with violence at the abandoned station. The Persians seemed to prefer knives to guns. Nevertheless, three officers were seriously wounded. Most of the terrorists died in the ensuing battle. The rest were locked up and interrogated. A number of priceless artifacts that had previously been reported missing were recovered from their base of operations. How they came into possession of these artifacts is yet to be determined. Hell shit. That means they've got the statue. That's back into play now. Everything but the horn. And that oh. lazy sack of shit Blanchard lied. I was the one who laid down on that dusty floor. Arab music. Preposterous. So that means that the temple is nearly complete, except for the horn and the opal. What about the seal? Oh, we still don't know about the bloody seal, it's true. Yes. But it's, you know, we're halfway there. Damn. I certainly hope that I don't start having those dreams again. All right. Um. So you're in Croydon, it's a nice neighborhood, and uh, Jane points out uh, the Lewis house. Right over there. Uh, nice place, you know, three stories of Victorian, I don't know what period Victorian maybe, um, gardens around it. And without a spot hidden, there are a number of cats. There's a cat on the, the little fence. There's a cat on the porch. There's a cat on the second story window sill. There's a cat out by a tree in the garden. There might be more, you can't see. There's a lot of places where cats could hide. Well, I would say she's got the opal. Ooh. Jane, uh, how were you received again? Uh, I spoke with the uh, the. Oh, you spoke with staff. You didn't see her. Staff, yes. That's right. I spoke with That's the right. staff, and uh, 
and uh, left them my card. And uh, I've been waiting to see if they had contacted me. And well, since it's not been very long, I, I haven't heard anything from them. No, it hasn't been very long at all. Yes. Um, we've seen Montford. I wonder if that's a suitable explanation. Or we could just show her this, uh, the current edition of the paper and tell her that, um, the material, the stolen materials are, oh, I don't see where that goes. It's a pity, oh, well, here's a thought. Um, do we show her uh, some of her letters to Mr. Wayne? Or is that tipping our hand too early? That might be tipping our hand too early. Um, are the cats watching us? Not yet. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Cats look around. And then they ignore you. And that's when they're really paying attention. Tail flick. Well, Felix, we should, we, you know, uh, let's see, uh, let's park around the corner and plan our approach. I certainly think it's best if she doesn't know that we're all a group. At first. If hundreds is of cats it? around her house, if there are eyes for whoever holds that opal, she's going to know we're together already. It's true, the cat from the hospital could have reported to the cats. Well, should we barge in then? Yeah, let's barge in. The hell with it. You know, you, you walk up to these houses, they're full of cats. The whole place reeks. Let's just do this. Let's get in there. Didn't reek while I was there. But... Smells like cat. There's two things I don't like the smell of. Number one is a cat. Number two is a cop. Cat litter was introduced in 1947. Before that, all cats were outdoor cats. As it happens. I just had a flash from the future. Forgive me. <laughs> all um, right, so we're going in as a group. I have no objection. All right. So uh, you all get out of the car, uh, and you start to walk up to the house. As you do that, some of the cats do respond by uh, hopping off walls or coming around from bushes and sort of heading in your direction in a friendly, sort of, you know, cat-like manner. We should um, have brought fish. Should have brought cayenne pepper. Um, How exactly are they coming? You know, like cats that are curious, some of them are indifferent to you, some of them want to be petted, some of them just see new people and they're curious. Are there curious. any standoffish ones who are really giving us a... Um that look almost unnaturally focused on. Yeah, yeah, there's cats like that. You see there's quite a, quite a few of them. Were there uh, these many cats outside when I visited with uh, Fuller? It was later, you didn't really pay that close attention, but maybe, I mean, you didn't see them. Hmm. Okay. I'm kind of holding to the back there, just. Uh... In fact, now that you think about it, you didn't see any cats. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to go on up and knock on the door. Okay. So you knock on the door, and after a few moments, um, a woman answers, who's obviously a maid. She's dressed in a maid's uniform. A uh, rather plump woman, looks like she's maybe in her mid-50s. And she's like, yes, may I help you? Yes, we're here to see uh, Miss Lewis. Oh, um, do you have an appointment? We do, uh, actually. We have, uh, I believe Mr. Harcourt made an appointment with her. I'm we're sorry? To, we're here to who speak of the cats. We who are, are prospective cat fanciers. Oh, oh, well, uh, yes, um, please, um, come inside uh, and wait here in the parlor, parlor and I'll, I'll go fetch the mistress. Excellent. Come on, you guys, and girl, uh, or lady, Jane. And she goes up the stairs, and after a few moments, um, uh, uh, an older woman. Name. What's that? He had to use my name. Oh. <laughs> um, a woman who obviously is Mrs. Lewis comes down the stairs. Uh, she looks like she's almost 60 years old. Uh, she's very well-dressed, very elegant-looking woman. Um, uh, she comes down the stairs and she's like, oh yes, um, are you with the Cat Fanciers Association? My, my name is uh, Edith Lewis. Uh, you said, uh, Martha here said that you were interested in uh, the cats. Uh, uh, Prospective uh, fanciers of the felines. Yeah. So you've heard of the uh, London Abyssinian that I've been trying to push forward. Please, please come inside. Oh, excellent. Yes, let's. I, I'd love to discuss. I hear that it's got a, a wonderful. There was. There's something with the ticking. That, well, yes, uh, it's it, it, it. the, the the normal ticking that you find in the Abyssinian is missing, and uh, let me uh, let and, me find one of them. Do you still get the shimmer? The shimmer. No, it's not. It's it's quite quite uh, missing, uh, but the hairstyle is still the same. Let me oh, show fantastic. you. And she she finds one of her Abyssinians. And she brings it in. It still has the long, luxurious fur, but it's it's all a uniform sort of brownish color. Cyrus, would you look at this? No ticking, but yet luxurious in fur, both length and lushness. Now I have all of the the paperwork to prove uh, her the lineage, the lineage. Right. Um, which branch are you from? Are you from the? Uh, we're from the Lower East Western branch well, we're actually one. new we're, we're a charter and they've sent you over to take a look at the cats well it's, let it's, me get the paperwork and i'll i'll let you see this that'd be great um it's beautiful cat martha uh, please get them tea this tea you, martha. and the good news is if if they do put it up to a vote we can also vote yes i think our votes will count well what just make sure that you see we've had some difficulty with some of the other members, and she has this look of disgust on her face, and she says, but uh, yes, please, look at this. Um, uh, allow me to go upstairs and get all of my paperwork, and uh, give me just a moment. Excellent. Um, Martha, do us... need help in the kitchen? Oh, no, no, sir. No, thank you. All right. Just... Um, do a psychology roll. Eight. Oh, my God. I think I just passed my first psychology ever. Eight. Uh, I failed. I did. I only got to the 10, but I passed. That's a check mark. Well, let's say that Felix, um, when you offered to help her in the kitchen, uh, Martha, you noticed that she 
has a worried sort of look on her face. Um, you discussing the cats, your cat people here to talk to Mrs. Lewis is a cat person. There's something bothering Martha. But uh, she's being a servant. She's doing what she's told and she's not, not hesitating at all. But there's something going on there, Martha. Martha's. Now, Miss Lewis has gone upstairs at this point, right? Right. And Martha's gone into the kitchen. So you're all in the room. I want to go into the kitchen with Martha. All right. Not in, a, not in an aggressive way, just more right. of a. Well, when you, when you come through the door, she's like, oh, sir, you shouldn't be in here. This is. This is, I, I'm just making the tea. I'll bring it out to you in just a moment. Martha, you seem like something's bothering you. Oh, no, sir. Nothing at all. No, nothing, sir. Speak freely, Martha. Come. We're all naked in the eyes of the Lord. No, no sir. No, no, thank you. Uh, please, I'll, I'll bring the tea out to you in just a moment. Do you, you all want biscuits? Uh, hold on one second. Do you guys want biscuits? I'll, 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 I'll bring biscuits. And she sort of, she sort of ushers you out of the kitchen. Oh, now, Martha, come on now. We, all right, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Going. Uh, could, I, could I attempt to charm Martha to try to get anything out or maybe even pursue? My guess is that you, you could, you might be able to get information out of her, but not right at this moment. She's seems scared. Now, you're treating a servant in a way that she's not used to, and she would be scared because her mistress has given her rules. Now, so, as a result... In the kitchen? There wasn't a cat uh, yeah, the kitchen. There's, there's a cat in the kitchen. Ah. And when she comes out, you can, you can tell that Martha's got a little bit of a shake in her hands because you completely unnerved her, but she's trying very hard not to let you know that. And uh, she gives you all tea and cookies and then makes herself scarce as Mrs. Lewis comes back down with all of her paperwork. Well, you can see here that, uh, and I'm just going to say that she starts talking about cats, going on about cats. And, and uh, the question has arisen about the, the male uh, that was part of the breed and the female is well documented. And, the objection that's been raised, to my understanding, is from this fellow, um, I believe his name is Church. Philip Church, that vile, vile man. All he wants is power, and he's just, he's trying to, it's nothing. He's, he's, he's self-important. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Is he attempting uh, a, a breed of his own, and that's why? No, he's simply opposed. He says that, uh, that there's not enough documentation. As you can see, there's plenty of documentation, and he, uh, and he, uh, he's just a, he's a terrible man. Just a very terrible, terrible, terrible person, and uh, he's 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 tearing our entire uh, society apart here in uh, Croydon Sutton. Have you spoken to him yourself of late? Does he know your objection? Speak to that vile man. I, 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 I assure you, there'd be no reason for you to speak to him. He is, or if you speak to him, you'll see that he's just a, a vile, 
I'm sorry. Uh, the, the, the situation has been going on for months and, uh, and uh, it's, it's quite upsetting. Pardon me, Mom. You've uh, mentioned that uh, he is rather, I mean, quite, quite obviously he's rather vile. What, what has he done that's been so vile? He's opposed me on every count. I've, I've been the director. He's, he's had votes of no confidence. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, you could speak to Sir Desmond at the, uh, at the headquarters of the, uh, the Croydon Sutton uh, thing. Uh, he'll tell you all about it. Oh, yes, Sir so, Desmond. Yes. Uh, anyways. We haven't had a chance to, to, to talk, discuss things with him recently. Well, let's, uh, let's get back to the, the, the cat. Yes, yes, quite. And uh, she goes over insane details about, I mean, they're not insane, but she's extremely serious about what she thinks that she has accomplished in breeding this new type of cat. Um, and that's all she wants to really talk about. Because that's why you're here. Yes, and I'm whispering to Felix, like, how do we move to the opal from here? I mean, you got us in the door, that was pretty good, but how do we get to the opal? Well, Miss Lewis, do you have any cat uh, paraphernalia? You know, There's cat paraphernalia all over. No, I'm, I, well, <laughs> I like, do you have any cat collectibles? Well, I um, there's not really. You don't have collectibles yet. However, uh, you have. I'll just say that you have noticed. Um, there's cat things everywhere. There's cat statuary. There are some Egyptian vast statues here and there, and there are a number of Wayne's paintings on the wall as well. Uh, not copies, but originals. Miss Lewis, oh. your collection is absolutely stunning. Oh yes, Mr. Wayne is a very close friend of mine. Wonderful not man. That, not only that, but are those Egyptian? Oh well, they're not genuine, they're reproductions, but uh, oh, yes, the goddess Bastet, and she stands up and looks at it and says, she says, uh, you know, the ancient Egyptians, they had a great, great reverence for cats. Uh, Bast was the protector of all cats. And she was a, a benevolent goddess who watched over Egypt. And, uh, and uh, I, I myself, if I'm going to worship any god or goddess in the, that, that there is, I think Bast is a worthy. I, I do love cats. Oh, what I wouldn't give to actually just to even lay eyes on an on an actual artifact from from that time period. No. These are reproductions, but oh, just to it would be it would just strike my feline fancy. Well, you know, there's quite a lot of beautiful artifacts at uh, at the British Museum. I'm sure you've seen them. Um, yeah. But no, this is this is what I have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's that? I... What's that, Reginald? <laughs> Reginald reminded me of a. We once heard tale of an opal. It was a cat's eye opal. Oh, you're talking about the eye of Lamatsu from the British Museum that was stolen a number of months ago. Ah. Yes, terrible loss. And you can see that she becomes quite agitated. 
Well, you know, a lot of these things, uh, I, we just read in the paper coming over that many of the artifacts were returned to the museum. They found a group trying to tunnel in from beneath. Really? That's... Yeah, it was just in the paper on the way over. I saw the headline from the car, slammed on the brakes, and I said, Cyrus, jump out there and get a few copies of that. That's, uh, that's yeah. another amazing uh, story. Well, it's not mm. just a story. It's in the newspaper. It's got to be true. Yes, indeed. Well, um, I uh, I do have a, a, an appointment later this evening. Uh, if uh, if you have uh, if you've seen sufficiently the, the documentation, um, and I, I kind of talk over her. I'm like, you know, um, it's weird with people tunneling into museums, other people getting hurt and hospitalized, like. Wasn't somebody just hospitalized? Felix, right? What, don't, don't we know somebody? No, there's a Montford. Mr. Montford. Do you know Mr. Montford? Yeah, that's his name. Mr. Montford. How do you know Mr. Montford? Oddest thing. He, uh, we, we, he introduced himself to us um, when we were at the British Museum having... Okay just noticed that there was someone tunneling under it to steal artifacts. And, and how did he introduce himself to you? That was quite extraordinary, wasn't it? It was remarkable because it just so happens that he knows a mutual friend, a Mr. Wayne, and he was looking for him uh, because he had been grievously injured by what it turns out he calls shadow lion warriors who are you people friends mr wayne yes wayne cyrus finley Mr. harcourt i i think you should leave no i think you should tell us what you've done with the opal before someone else is gravely injured she stands up she says stand up uh i would like you to leave or i'll call the police call them you will get to the phone and i take my gun out jesus Sit the fuck down, lady, and tell us what's going on here. Also, if you call the constables, they, the fact that you're in possession of stolen property from the British Museum is not going to benefit you. We've already talked to Scotland Yard, so when they get here, they can take you in handcuffs, so we could talk and then leave your All right, place. Before, before you can finish saying all of that, you notice that all of the cats are have suddenly become very attentive and in fact other cats are coming in the doors they're coming through the windows they're coming down the stairs and she's like she's like i i don't think so you can leave now i point it right at her you'll be the first to drop if the cat attacks me you're dying um if if the cat goes at me i'm pulling the trigger all right, well, the cats are going at you. Um, I'm going to aim for her shoulder. Ten cats leap at you all at the same time. Go ahead and do a, 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 a shot roll. I mean, a... <sighs> 52 out of 70. Where the hell's Martha in all this? She's in the other in the kitchen. I'm going in the kitchen in there before this gets any worse um gun goes controlling cats and said she worships fast is not 
gun goes off. Um, uh, you you hit her. Um, do a damage roll. Three plus two is five. All right. Uh, to be clear, you, you hit her and she falls to the ground. Um, cats are suddenly swarming in everywhere. <laughs> to be clear, this is not what I meant by going heavy. <laughs> um, doesn't matter at this point. Um, she Cyrus. Could have the cats off. Cyrus. I'm ready for the door. <laughs> Cyrus. Uh, you are suddenly swarmed by cats. Um, they are all over you. Um, everyone else in the room, uh, leaving or not, or trying to run or not, um, you are also being tripped by cats and knocked to the floor. Um, Cyrus, the cats are fucking tearing you apart. And... I would like you to do a dodge roll. I'm going to have you do a dodge roll with a penalty dice. All right. First one is 19. Second one is uh, 89. Okay. Uh, you are tripped over. You fall backwards over a bunch of cats. And you've hit the ground. The rest of you can see Cyrus is struggling violently. And the cats are ripping with their claws, they're biting him, uh, everything else. Um, Miss, uh, Miss Lewis calls out in pain and starts crawling towards the, uh, the stairs. Um, want to run right past her and up those stairs. Oh, I thought yeah. you were going to the kitchen where Martha I was, was. until I looked over and saw her crawling towards the right. stairs. Yeah, I want to go upstairs also, kicking right. at cats as I go. Um, so you guys are going up the stairs. I would like both of you to do spot hidden rolls. I'll try to I'll try to pull Cyrus out. Eleven on seventy three. That's extreme. Twenty two is a hard as well. All right, you're going up the stairs, and as you're looking around, two things strike you as. They, they suddenly sort of, they, they're, they're not, it's almost insane. But you are seeing cats literally coming through the walls. They're just, as if they're walking through a doorway. They're appearing out of nowhere and coming through the walls. And as you get towards the top of the stairs, there are at least two cats up there that seem to be composed out of light. They're like neon cats. They look like Wayne's pictures with crackling energy around them. And one of them says, you're not going anywhere. Um, what's that? Did you hear that, Felix? Did you I, hear I that? Did. I heard the cat. You heard that, Felix? You guys can do sanity rolls. Um, Cyrus, you can do a sanity roll and... Uh, uh, you take, you've taken four points of damage so far. 
Jane, and, help me get him out. <laughs> um, help him get, a, get, get him away from the cats. Fuller and Jane, if you try that, you are immediately attacked by cats as well. Ah! Ah, get off! Why well, I'd give for a spray bottle of water right now. Did, did I just hear Jane downstairs say, get off? Yeah. Yeah. Great tactic, Jane. I'm sure they're listening. Um, you can, Jane, you can try throwing them off by doing a dodge roll. Uh, standard success. All right. Uh, you managed to throw a few of them off. Do a luck roll. Nope. All right. Me. In the process of throwing them off, you injure a few of them, at which point they all turn at you as well. You are now the enemy. Uh, Fuller, uh, do a dodge roll if you're trying to not be scratched. You're muted. I'm muted. Well, couldn't hear you. Oh, sorry. No, I was checking my decks. I made it just barely. Okay, do a luck roll. Made that just barely. Okay, you're managing to crawl away from the cats, uh, but you're not dragging Cyrus with you. Uh, Cyrus is yelling out in, in horrible agony, and there's blood everywhere as they're, uh, they're tearing into him. Just out of curiosity... I mean, are these like supernatural cats? Because here's my questioning. I know that cats can hurt the shit out of you with their claws, but killing you, eh, that, I don't think the claws are going to go deep enough to kill. So do these look like they're doing more than a normal cat would do? It's not doing it as quickly. It's a horrible, slow, agonizing, terrifying. They're, they've, torn down through the, the clothes to the skin. He's oh, bleeding. Man. They're ripping flesh from his arms and legs. Oh, man. He's kicking and screaming. Ever read the Cats of Uther? <laughs> Jane, I'm about to do something really stupid. Um, Felix and Reginald, uh, you're at the top of the stairs. There are lightning cats, glowing lightning cats, uh, talking at you and uh and they're saying you you've hurt our mistress uh you're going to pay is one of you the opal it doesn't respond um but Did they can see um well one speaking uh but you you are seeing more cats phasing in yeah. Right. Uh, as By if the power of Lamatsu, I command you to let us pass. Yeah, they ignore you. Um, you can tell too that they're getting ready to pounce on the two of you at the top of the stairs. There's enough of them up there. Right. Stairs, cats, perfect combination. Might as well put some Lego bricks around. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot the one that spoke. Okay. 
are 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 they guarding a door? Are they are they no? They're just they happen stairs? to be suddenly at the top. They just happen to be suddenly at the top of the stairs. Um, uh, Reginald, you're going to shoot right into the the sparkly one in front of you. Yep, I rolled a seventeen for thirty on my handgun. Okay. Um, uh, you fire literally point blank. The the muzzle of your gun is literally two feet from the cat, and the bullet hits um, hits the wood of the structure and splinters and flies like this. And the lightning cat is completely unaffected, though you know that that bullet went right through the lightning cat. Of all the things it could have been, deep ones, gods of all kinds, and we're going to die by cats. All right. I'm going to pull out my Luger. And I'm going to go over to the woman and put it to her temple and say, back off. You'll never get there. They will swarm you the second you even start walking towards Mrs. Lewis. They're helping her get away. And they are, at this point, you're pretty sure that they are going to kill you all. If I'm dying with cats, I'm taking out my flask, I'm pouring it on myself, and I'm lighting myself on fucking fire. I'm not letting 40 cats eat my corpse. I'm burning this fucker to the ground. Gonna try and grab him before he does that, if it's possible. Felix, did Wayne say something that would help? You saw that, you saw what happened when I shot. Is it, all, all Wayne said, right, is that we're, that they're all together and we're fucked. It's electricity. It's in your mind. It's, it's in your mind. But will tap, they tap, shot, tap. Will they, sh- the three taps, do you hear it scratching inside your head? Tap, tap, tap. I, uh, want you to all do luck rolls. Ooh, a hundred. Eight. Six. Seven. What did you get, uh, Felix? 42. I passed. Uh, okay. I got 53 luck. I got a 42. But Fuller and Reginald got hard. I got, you got extreme. You got extreme. I don't know if it'd be. Uh, yeah, it would be extreme. All right. I didn't know luck had that, but. I got 100. Yeah. <laughs> As if things weren't already bad. Yep. You are meow mix. <laughs> I think I think after a few more moments of this, uh Cyrus stops making any noise, although he's twitching. Um and there's there's blood. Cats are now coated in blood that are on top of Cyrus. Um Fuller, uh I think that you managed to get to the door. And with a few cats in pursuit, you manage to get to the car. Okay. But you're very injured. You've got scratches all over you. Reginald. That's okay. I was ugly anyway. Um, tell me what, what you do, Reginald, because you're all the way on top of the stairs. Your bullet had no effect whatsoever on Lightning Cat. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I, I, my, my instinct is that the opal is up here somewhere, and if I can get a hold of the opal, I can stop this from happening. So if the lightning cat, which is like the size of a normal cat, or a little bigger, but made out of light, it's you know, bigger. If it has, yeah. You know, if the bullet pester, maybe I can too, and get down the hallway, a hallway. The layout up here is: there, are there door? Is there one door, two door? It's a fairly small hall with a, a thing going up. There are doors. There's doors going to the kitchen, to the basement, to the outside. And, you know, there's places you can run. What was your What was your role, Felix? You passed. Oh yeah, I passed. Okay. Um, I'm just going to say, Felix, you dive into the kitchen. Um, Martha is in terror. She's shaking. She's sitting up on the counter. She's not being attacked, but it's like she's realized that the things that she's been seeing are all coming true around her, that her mistress is talking to cats and that cats are made out of light and energy and um the the cats are, are kind of ignoring you i mean they're 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 sort of watching you but you haven't done anything physically yet to attack them right so um so I can see Martha, and Martha can see me, and there's no yeah. doubt that. And she's screaming, what is, what's happening? Martha, I need that opal. I know you know she has it. You go to every inch of this house. There's a jewel. It's about this big. It looks like a cat's eye. It's an opal. She had it. It was stolen from her by Mr. Church. And you're, you swear there's no way it could be in this house any longer. No, there, she there, she just is starts. There any other is there any other thing that she's brought into this house that gave her control over all these cats? She she just becomes hysterical. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. She's crying. All right, Martha, it's time for you to leave the house. You got to get out of here because these cats are losing their cat brains. And Felix, are are you going to go out with her or help her? Help Martha? Yeah. I'm going to help Martha out of the house if there's a door from the kitchen outside. I'd like to. Yeah, there is. Okay, we're going right. to. But are you going out? Yeah, I'll go out with Martha. All right. You can see that there are cats coming out of the, the area. You know, there's strays from all over the city that are running in this direction um, and, and passing you and Martha up and going right into the house. I'm going to take Martha to the car, get her in the car, close the door, and lock it. Roll okay, Fuller's, you see Fuller's struggling to get to the car. He's bleeding. And uh, the cat, there are a few cats that are still trying to scratch at him. Uh, Jane, what was your role? Oh, got an extreme. But okay. I didn't attack the cat. Oh, seven. <laughs> um, yeah, but you, you threw off the cat and injured it. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say do, do another dodge. Uh, extreme. All right. Um, you managed to throw some of them off. Um, you managed to, you see Cyrus, I mean, you see Felix go into the kitchen. You managed to dive in after him, uh, after he's gone out the back door. And uh, you're sort of struggling to get beyond, past. But 
there are cats still attacking your legs. And you can feel them literally digging their claws and ripping your flesh um, and, and eating. But you're, you're trying to crawl. And uh, they've, they've turned around and turned their attention back into the house. Um, Cyrus, by at this point, you're not much more than a bloody skeleton. I, w I wasn't able to get the flask out and just dump it. Yeah, no, you're just, you're in, you're, you're, you're gone. Um, uh, Reginald, I forget, what were you going to do? You got a good roll, but. I was, I, I was going to go through the lightning cat and look for the bedroom where I believe the opal to be. All right. Um, so you, you, you do that and you find that. It's, it's almost like there's nothing there. You feel an electrical shock, but um, it's, it's somewhat mild. It's almost as if the, the cat was a ghost or a projection of some sort, uh, but the other cats are not, uh, the cats that are appearing out of the walls. Um, uh, you go into the first room that you find, which is in fact a bedroom, um, and I want you to do a spot hidden. 18. That's a swell roll. All right. So only, in, only a hard, though, not extreme. Um, as you stumble in, um, you can see that cats are coming through the window of the room. And you immediately go to close the window. And when you look out the window, it's not Croydon at all. You're looking into a little village that looks like it's out of medieval times. And it's twilight outside, like, like almost, almost dark. And it's filled with cats everywhere. And there's a mountain range and there's forests all around. It's not Croydon out the window at all. Do another sanity roll. Sanity check. I passed my previous one, by the way. Did I take anything? Um, yeah, 1d4. Okay. And I passed this as well, net less remarkably, 48. Take, yeah, another 1d4. This is insane. Yeah, this is... Um, uh, by the way, Felix Fuller and uh, Jane, you can all do sanity goals. Jane, you're taking one with a penalty dice. Do I have any... The cat's outside in the twilight. They're streaming toward the house. Yeah. Can I see the house? Like, is the, I'm looking out the window. Is like that. If you it, look out the window and sort of lean, the house right. on the outside is not the house on the inside. It's right. like you're in a. It's and another world you're looking into. Obviously. No impression that it would be better if I went out. Tom, did I take any sand? Yeah, you would take sand. Sure, yeah. For sure. I, how much? Oh, one d four. Okay. I got 40 on the penalty there. Oh, I passed. Okay. All right. Um, uh, you guys see Jane crawling towards the car. Uh, the cats have more or less left her now, but her legs are in bad condition. She's got scratches right down to the bone. She's bleeding profusely. First aid. You're going to get out of the car and go help her? Yeah, I'm not gonna let her. Yet. 
I thought we had rolled him up and locked him, and he was on the outside of the No, car. I got to the car before you did. It's my he got car. there before you did. It's my he, fucking car. He still got there before you did. <laughs> he went out the front door to the car. You had him all around the back. Roll him up and lock him. So did I lose any sanity in this? Oh, uh, yeah. What, did you, you said you passed? 1D4. Yeah. 1D4. I'll go help Jane. I can't let another one of our people die. All right. As soon as he gets out, I lock the door behind him. Okay. Me and Martha are just, she's breathing heavy. I'm trying to calm her. I'm breathing heavy. She's trying to calm me. In Mrs. Lewis's bedroom, or mm -hmm. whatever bedroom I've found, outside right. of which is another sphere, is there a shrine to Bast? Uh, there is not, but there are Bast statues all over the place, and 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 more Wayne paintings and um, and the cats are coming through the Wayne paintings and there's no opal that's obvious. Correct. Nothing's glowing. Nothing. Well, occasionally you see glowing cats. And the cats are hostile to me, but not. They're you know, not. I haven't, I haven't injured anything. No, but you did try to shoot one in the head. I did. One so, of the gods. Um, I think that you are in a position where you can either go out the window or you can try to go back down the stairs, but there's, there's a feeding frenzy going on right outside the door down the stairs. Yeah, I have the rational feeling that maybe I would be happier out there in the twilight. All right. So let's, uh, let's if I can flip around and try to hang on so that I have some control drop. Okay. That's what I'll do. Uh, just Bye. do a, we'll call it a, we'll call it a dex roll this if you injure yourself. 60, I rolled a 97, so. Oh, you fall from the, uh, the window and you land on a couple of cats. And a lot of the cats that are around you suddenly turn in your direction. And I'd say you're swarmed. Okay. I can try to shoot myself first. Um, you can. I don't think you need to roll for that. <laughs> no, that's true. All right. Bang. So you're. I, I say goodnight to the alien constellations. Uh -huh. This is um, probably going to cost me big time, but after I get done with Jane, I'm going to try to go give her her first date. I'm oh, sorry, you, who? The, what's her name? Miss Lewis. Try to give you're going to try to go back in the house? Maybe they'll see that I'm not attacking, that I'm trying to help her. I'm hoping. Um, do a luck roll. If they attack me, then I'll run back out. But I'm trying to keep her from dying. I made it. Not, not high, but I did make it. All right. I'm going to say that as you get up to the, the front end of the house, it's taken as a hostile move, and they immediately turn uh, and start leaping up and attacking you, though not Fuck as aggressively. <laughs> Fuck um, that bitch, I've gone. <laughs> uh, by the time you get back to the car, there are a number of other cats that have jumped up onto the top of the car, and they're on the hood of the car, and they're on the, the trunk of the car. I crank the car. All right. So, Fuller and Jane and Felix, 
you take off, and Martha, um, you take off into the city. You can all do sand rolls. Uh, Reginald and... Now are they holding on to the running boards or on the outside? Because I didn't open that door. There's too many damn cats. The soft top. I'll go through it. Um, well, Jay, well, Fuller opened the door to get out and... Oh, did you... Behind him. Oh, well, he didn't let them back in? And open the doors, cats all over the place and bite the shit out of everybody. Well, we have to deal with that then. Are they locked out of the car and you're not going to let them in? Uh, can they shake the, can you get in without letting cats in? They can do a luck roll, see if one or two cats gets in with them. Well, actually, Jane was, I was going back in the house, so Jane would have already got in the car before all the cats got on the top of it. It would be me that would have the problem. All right, Fuller, don't get no cats in here. What, luck roll? Yeah. Uh, I also need to ask you, you said make sanity rolls. Is this in addition to the sanity I already lost? I think, well, don't worry about it at this point. Just. I made it. It's a, it's a good luck roll. It's a 24. Right. So you managed to get inside without letting any cats in. Good. Roll it up. Luck. Let's go. And off you go. And that's where we're going to end it for tonight. Holy crap. <laughs> that went, that escalated quickly. Our players included David Gasway, John Byron, Ford Fitch, Jason Nalachak, and Jerry Bryant with myself as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a ritual listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.